everybody, and welcome back to episode 14 of the pre-production meeting. I'm your co-host, Josh Urquhart. My name is Austin Scott. And welcome back to another week. Now, this week is a special one. Are we all good on the soundboard? We're all good. All We're good on the sorry. soundboard. <laughs> this week is a special one. We're not going to do our usual kind of structure. We're going to spice it up a bit because, um, you know what? I'll let Austin tell you. Austin. What was so special about this week that we're going to concentrate a whole podcast on it? Not going to lie, a little blindsided there. <laughs> Taking the reins. Um, no, well, no, I don't want to say it's, it's just it's say all it. about me. It's all about you. Congratulations, you've earned your own solo podcast. You're a guest. How does it feel to be a guest on your own uh, podcast? To be honest. <laughs> Kind of nerve-wracking, <laughs> but I'll come here every week, but we'll be fine. We'll All be right, fine. awesome. Well, this week, your film was finally revealed, and I think it that was. is it what this podcast was. is going to be about. Your crowdfunding went live. We'll get into that, but how does it feel? Before we get into the actual movie, how does it feel to have your idea out in the open to the public now? Uh, look, and as you know, the day before it launched was a bit... How you going? It was a bit of a panic attack. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I say every week, you're kind of your own worst critic when it comes to things. And I didn't think that it would be as well received as it was because, you know, it's something that was inside my head. I didn't know how people were going to consume it, take it on kind of, I was expecting judgment and all that kind of stuff. But what has happened has been nothing but positivity, support. Mm-hmm. It's like, to be honest, I got a bit emotional on the night that yep. it went live because it was just so, I was like, what Like, what was I stressing about? There was just so much, like I said, support and the generosity of some people and like people giving their hard-earned money to something like a dream of mine and just sharing the link and everything like that was something that I will hold dearly for the rest of my life. Even if this film career does crash and burn, this has been one of the best experiences of my entire life and yep. I couldn't be any more grateful for everybody out there. It's it's so special. Yep. It is honestly so special. It's good to hear, mate. This is nothing compared to what is going to happen. <laughs> you still got filming date. You still got premiere if you decide to do that. You still yep. got film festivals. This is only be- the beginning. So I know, I, you can only imagine what's in store for you now. I, the risk versus reward as well. And it's just... Like it's such an exciting journey. Like I said to you today, it's like how far we've both come and how far things have come as well. It's just given where we are, where we were to where we are now is something that I would never believed could happen. You know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. something that I thought, oh, that's something that I wouldn't be able to achieve. And then we're it's like, it's like kind of happening. If we were past the point of no return, we're past the point of the point of the point of 100%. no return now. <laughs> there is no going back. Absolutely, I agree. But mate, there was a lot of emotions going on and stuff like that and if you guys are watching this, listening this, you will know what the title of your film is. Now, we've worked with a working title for the past three months. We have. What was the working title? I've had a mind blank. Swirling Vortex. <laughs> Swirling Even Vortex. Even when I hear it back, I'm like, nah, that's not it. So that's now we can, and by by all means, we've had points where we've said the name and we've had to bleep it out and cut it out, but now it's live. Austin, what is the title of your film? The title of the film is Stain. You got the soundboard, you know what to do? I don't know how loud Amazing. that is. Yes. Alrighty, so the title of this movie is no longer Swelling Vortex. It is Stain, directed and written by Austin Scott. Now, Austin, what is Stain? 
Okay. Um, Stain is essentially... I'm just trying to think about how much I've given away in other episodes. And Doesn't stuff matter. Like. Just go all out. Okay. So basically, Stain is about a young teenage boy named Chris mm-hmm. who... He's a charismatic introvert, as um, people who watch the crowdfunding video might have got it from a special somebody. But um, basically, he's a charismatic introvert who loves to uh, just engage in movies, pop culture, video games, and music as well. Mm -hmm. And he's most at peace when he's in his room engaging in all those things, and that's his safe haven of sorts. Um, So he's a bit, you know, he isolates himself. He kind of keeps things private to himself as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just in his own little world and there's little things that um, he lets in like and all that kind of stuff but um, yeah without going too much into it like one night he's called down to dinner just like every other night and um, there's a household rule in this uh, in this film that yep. I came up with myself yep. a lot of people might think it's a bit silly but mm-hmm. I think it's quite funny yep. um, whoever is last to finish their dish Sorry, whoever is last to finish their dinner yep. does the dishes. So right. every night when they go to eat dinner, it's a race to finish. The and <laughs> did food. that kind of thing happen in your life growing Not up? No, Not just in your head, your <laughs> just, beautiful mind. Just in my head. Yes. Yeah, and um, yeah, so there's that. And so um, <clears throat> the way the film goes, Chris is forced to do his dishes. Do, sorry, his dishes, everybody's dishes. And then as he's doing his dishes, he, um, he encounters a near impossible to remove stain. Wow. <laughs> We've all been there. Which, uh, yeah. you know, it um, it infuriates him, frustrates him. He uh, grows more and more frustrated. Yep. And then he cuts himself on a forgotten knife in the murky yep. abyss of the dish-soaped water okay. and the stain that he can't get rid of. And then while he's tending to his cut, a swirling vortex is happening inside the sink mm. and everything goes black. Yep. But he doesn't know because he's got music in and he's tending to his cut, which is his number one priority. He comes back mm. up. Swirling Vortex sucks him in and then he finds himself in an animated... So that's where the title, the working title came from. That's exactly, the swirling yeah, vortex. exactly oh, right. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Smart um, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he finds himself in an animated Roman Colosseum. Right. Surrounded by cheering crowds and stuff like that. A towering, two towering doors that release a champion that the arena knows as the stain. So and it's the physical reincarnation of, of the, the stain, stain on the dish. Yes. And then it becomes Fantastic. a... Fight to the death of sorts of uh, two gladiators to for Chris to return to his reality and Stain to maintain his championship status of the arena. Fair enough. And that is Stain. That is fantastic. <laughs> and so does he have to defeat Stain to get back to his everyday life or pretty much, yes. Yeah. That that'll and also there's like the metaphorical there's the thematic like hurdle that he has to overcome to sort of come back. <laughs> And complete that story circle, yep. uh, character arc, really. So, Stain is the physical objective to overcome for the thematic resolution, if that's makes Fantastic. sense. Fantastic. There's a metaphysical premise behind every film, and that is yours. Um, but now this is out in the open. What kind of inspired this story? Not you making the film or such, because we've touched on that, but this story in itself, where did the idea sprout from? So the idea basically stemmed from like just sort of not really taking anything in life too seriously because that's – my girlfriend says it all the time. I live in my own little world. I'm like oblivious to <laughs> like things Chris. happening around me. Exactly. Yeah. I'm in my own little world. Things happen around me. I don't deal with stuff until it absolutely needs to be dealt with. I'm just kind of like I take things as they come 
and I just kind of block stuff out, let stuff in that I want to let in, all that kind of stuff. So basically Chris is me, mm. essentially. But um, yeah, it came from like embracing creativity in all of life's most mundane tasks and just, you know, shining a light on life, essentially. <coughs> um, I'd like to think I'd sprinkle a little comedy in there. I like to think I'm a funny person, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't know if I actually am. You're not, but it's all right. We can all hope and dream. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, right? <laughs> oh, hey, that's funny. Hey, but at least we have dreams. Exactly right. Exactly. That's okay. So, um, you know, I'm joking. He's came, funny. Uh, Watch the film. Donate. Wait, wait. Before we're gonna, sp- I'm gonna sprinkle this throughout. Where can they find the crowdfunding? Because um, I'm just gonna keep saying it. Where can they find it? Yeah, on Indiegogo. Type in Stain Short Film on or, the little yep. search bar there. Yep. Or on our find Instagram, it. find Stain Short Film. Donate as much as you can. I'm gonna be handing this into you guys for the rest of the podcast. Continue. He's going to do that. Yes, let him let him do that. <laughs> no, but I'll touch on the crowdfunding in a little bit. But, um, yeah, no, it just came from, like, um, just embracing life, really, and all the, uh, you know, beautiful things that life can provide, even though, you know, you get sometimes you get stuck in a rat race of sorts and it's just mundane and black and white. And, yeah. you know, life is what you make it. And um, yeah, it just stemmed from, you know, taking a chance on myself and overcoming a hurdle that I thought I wouldn't be able to overcome. And yeah, I wanted to, you know, put that in the film as well. So that's fantastic. And I, you know, a massive, massive piece of advice that I got from, you know, uh, it might've been Corel, I don't know, multiple people from uni and one that I stick to, to this day is, and I think it's the most important part of filmmaking in general is, in every story, in every narrative, you need to have a piece of yourself in that story. Definitely. And I feel like you've done that with Chris. Do you think that as well? Yeah, because I think early on in the process, and it was early on in our podcast episodes, there was like, I felt like there was something that this this film, this idea of mine, this screenplay was missing. Like I I didn't know what it was. I just couldn't, couldn't pinpoint it. But then I thought to myself, it's lacking the... Like, it's lacking me, mm. really. Like, and so I thought I'm just going to sprinkle a bit of myself into the film, and then it and then it ended up like going from a sprinkle to a pour, and mm. then you know, then I really got involved with the character and everything like that, and yep. then you know I changed the script around and everything like that, and then I was just like, this is, this is me, fantastic. This, this is, you know, this is like my mind. It's a like in the video I said, it's a weird, wacky, wonderful place. Um, Every single day in everything I do at mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. chores around the house, yep. everything I do is, uh, yeah, I just think about things creatively and fantastic. I, yeah, I think I've poured myself into this. Awesome. And I think that, you know, uh, an example of that I heard that was in Spider Man Homecoming, right? You know, you'd think, where the hell is the personal connection in that movie? It's about a superhero, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. The director. John Watts, I was watching a thing behind the scenes. He wanted to convey his high school experiences. It can be as small as that. Right, yeah. And you put it into your thing. As long as you have some personal connection with the story, it will be an impressive film at Definitely. the end. Yep. And you will be happy with it. And that's what matters the most out of everything. If you've you know, conveyed what you want to convey, um, then no matter what feedback, press, anything you get from it, you'll be happy. And going into that, what do you want to convey from this film from I know you've mentioned um, you know the stuff that you just have in terms of you know your own mind and growing up and 
how, how you live in your own little world. If there was one thing that the audience could take away from this film, what would you want it to be? Well, on a on the surface <coughs> note, um, you know, hopefully people will take away from this film that doing the dishes can be fun. Yep. And I know that sounds strange, but, you know, if you just embrace your creativity and your imagination while doing life's mundane tasks, anything can be beautiful. That's what I truly believe. But then another thing I want to want this film to be is like I want people to walk away from this thinking that they can do whatever they want to do and they've doubted themselves by no means do I mean to be like a you know inspiration to you know people that would be a bonus but at the same time I'm all about taking a chance on yourself Mm. and overcoming hurdles that you think you can't overcome like it's been majority of my say sporting career but when i played sport and there's an opposition i'm like oh my god i'm not we're not going to be able to beat these people that's kind of what i wanted to do with stain is like this over this obstacle that you don't feel like you can overcome you will surprise yourself Mm. if you just take that chance on yourself Mm. and um yeah that's what i want people to walk away and feel like you know anything you've been putting off yeah because you don't feel like you can do it just try because you might find you're really good at it and then you will go what was i so worried about and then you, you feel like you're on top of the world, which is really this whole process for me has been me trying, like overcoming that yep. mountain with, that was in front of me. Yeah. And that's what I want people to feel with the film. Uh, yeah. And like how you're speaking as well, I don't, you know, it's not necessarily as well what you're trying to convey on screen, but convey the story and the trials and tribulations that you've gone to where you were in that rut, yep. you know, to where you are now. You want to convey that you can get out of that. You can get out of it. You can make a film. Definitely. An animation slash real life. Why animation as well? I've never done a film. Yep. And so I thought that process was a bit, how you going? Yep. And then the second is I know zero about animation. Why the hell would you do this then? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'll I'll elaborate. Yeah. With animation, there's no rules, Mm -hmm. essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. You can basically portray whatever you want mm-hmm. with animation. And I feel like this concept itself, you can really, really run with it. Yep. And it can be as beautiful as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like there's, well, there, you know, there's limitations I've got to set myself and all that kind of stuff. But with animation, there's really no limit to what you can do because you're building the thing from scratch. Whereas, you know, if it was live action the whole way through, there's, um, you know, logistical problems there's mm. um you know sourcing things and um you know the costumes the this that and all that kind of stuff whereas everything in the animation you can just go i want this and then it's sh- it can it can just birth from something like i love nothing. that like yeah and so i think with animation it's also going to be a massive learning curve for me as well like i've always loved animation mm. um so to do that and have, you know, myself attached to it uh-huh. in this sentimental sense. Yep. I think it's special. I think it's beautiful. So everything that goes on in my mind, the it's, weird, wacky, wonderful place is dude, going to be on the it's screen. It's beautiful, it's special, and it's expensive. <coughs> so if you want to help out, find <laughs> the crowdfunding and donate because we appreciate any share, any contribution to this because yeah. it is a crazy concept that we will need help, especially this is your first one. So if you... You know, if you want to help dreams come true, then please <laughs> donate at the Stain Indiegogo page. You can find it on all our social medias. Um, but yeah, and I hope, you know, 
people that have been following this process know how much this means to you. Yeah. But talking about the process that people have listened to, we've touched on some, we've touched on some <coughs> spoiler-free stuff, but we haven't touched on everything. So I just want you to, if you can, break down the untouched process of this experience so far, maybe the challenges, the rewards, things that you may not have mentioned before, what have those been for you for this project so far? That's a really good question, actually. That's um, just, What have okay. been the biggest challenges? Okay, um, the biggest challenges for me with this whole process was, well, one, getting it off the ground because yep. there had been multiple attempts because I thought I could do it myself. I mm-hmm. was like, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you hit challenges that you need other people. You need... Um, a, you know, an accountability partner. And that's what Josh has been for me. Uh, we've both been doing it for each other. So then you see everything, especially because Josh has done this before. Um, it's been massive to have that guidance and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, at the beginning I was be like, oh, so how did you do this? And how did you do that? Like it was sort of like a direct copy and paste. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to try and do this myself. And then, like I said, I was doubting myself and then I tried it and then, you know, it wasn't so bad. And then I was like, okay, I can sort of run with this. And then with that, you pick up the momentum. And then the other challenges that present itself, like I I didn't know how to do like those templates that, you know, like the Judith Weston, yep, the, yep. Um, you know, the breakdown of the characters and all that kind of stuff. Like there was just stuff that I was like, once you get the ball rolling, it just doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It's like a snowball effect. The snowball just gets bigger and bigger as it rolls yep, down. Yep. Did you find it hard explain? So think back to when you were first writing this, right? Yeah when these ideas came to fruition and stuff, was it hard for you taking what was in your mind at first and putting it onto a page? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think because I kind of just went, I've got this idea and I'm just going to, you know, spitball it onto a page. Did you always have this idea, the stain? Or was this a conceptualized thing from that screenwriting assessment? I think, yeah, it was from that. It was definitely from that. Mm. I think when I was, I say this sounds bad, like when I was forced to (laughs) come up with an idea, when I thought about it, Mm. I thought, what if this could be... Were you doing the dishes by any chance at that time? Not at all. Ah, Fantastic. (laughs) You know what? I actually might have been. It might have been. Like it was just before dinner. Just say you were. I think that's a better story to roll Yeah. You know what? I was eating dinner and I thought to myself, I've got to finish this (laughs) quickly (laughs) because everyone's really eating quickly. And then I was the last one and then I got up and I got sucked into a portal (laughs) and then I was animated (laughs) And then, um, yeah, it was just from real life. It was this really big gladiator that I thought I wasn't going to beat, and oh, it was scary. But I'm here now, <laughs> so I thought, you know what, let's make a documentary about it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it was while I was doing the dishes, and I don't know where the cut idea came from, mm. but I just thought of the idea of a vortex, yep, 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 you know, yep, a portal, yep, yep. and yeah, cool. Then, um, yeah, I'm, you know, me, I'm a massive action fan, yep. so I thought, what if I could incorporate a bit of a fight into this as well like so nothing gladiators, crazy yep, and gladiators and everything so mm-hmm. then yeah it just you know while i was doing the dishes i just went on autopilot it was almost like it was almost like severance you know like yeah. I, it wasn't me it mm-hmm. wasn't the mundane austin doing it it was the creative one yep. doing the dishes yeah, just yeah, thinking yeah. about stuff and then yep. i got writing and then Fantastic. it all just went onto the page mm. and then you know it probably didn't make sense at first it wasn't yeah. english but no. it um never is <laughs> yeah. it yeah then that's basically how the idea stands. So challenges, we'll go back to that. So your biggest challenge was finding the accountability to get started in that. How about this process overall? You're about, I would say, oh, 35 to 40% of the way done, Yeah. right? 
out of that, so was the biggest challenge accountability? The biggest challenge was accountability, yes. Okay. Because, like I said, there were multiple attempts to get this off the ground. Mm. And then when I hit that wall, like when I asked people for advice on what to do, like, oh, you should do this. And then I'm like, well, I haven't done that before. I don't know how to do it. I give it a go. It's not working how I want it to. Close the laptop, chuck it on the bed, walk away from it. Yep. That's happened multiple times. How about logistically? What has been your biggest challenge? Oh, logistically. Could you say, and I think, you know, you've come to the realization, I know you have. Do you, I would say definitely this is a big logistic challenge, is <laughs> finding out how many people are actually not cut out for this industry. Yeah. Because everybody in this industry, unless they're getting, you know, paid massive loads or stuff, like they're just, they don't want anything to do with you. Yep, no, and, absolutely. You know, they don't want to, they're terrible with response time. They're, they're people are hopeless. <laughs> you know, if you want something done, do it yourself. And yeah. I feel like you've come to that kind of conclusion. That's right? been one of the things I've realized with the whole pre-production process was, you know, everyone that's come on board, I'm internally grateful for because- Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, of course, of yeah, course. That of we're course. not, we're not yeah. talking about that by any means. No. But like, you know, there's some people you reach out to yeah. and they don't get back to you and it's been a couple of days and you think with the way that the modern day is, there's no reason why you shouldn't respond. Yeah. You know, even if like, sorry, not interested. Cool, no worries. Yeah. Maybe down the track we'll work together, stuff yeah. like that. But then there's just those, there's some people that just do not respond to you yeah. at all whatsoever. It's, it's really hard. When you kind of, not putting all your eggs in one basket, but you're like, all right, I'd like I know this person will fit into this role real perfectly and all that kind of stuff. And then when they just mm. don't respond, you're like, well, okay to find someone else and then obviously life people yep. are busy of course gets in the way totally totally respect yeah. that. there's no yeah no animosity towards that yeah. whatsoever yeah 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 but um yeah it's just i think it was um finding people to come on yeah and um yeah then you know not holding them accountable we're just you know checking in every now and then like oh things moving how's it going all that kind of stuff and everybody who is a part of this mm. has been so good in yeah their totally work, their efforts, everything. And I couldn't be any more grateful for it. As producer, that's kind of my, you know, I've <clears> done all the work now for you basically um, up until, you know, set comes around. But that's my job from week to week is just chasing people nowadays. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so accountability and, you know, chasing people is definitely a massive problem. How about things that you haven't expected to be easy or, you know, the biggest rewards, things you haven't expected to work out? Maybe, maybe they have. Crowdfunding for one. Yep, yep, that was, yep. Um, I think that was my biggest challenge because um, I didn't expect it to be as received as it was. Yeah. I thought that what I built in terms of the um, clerical stuff mm. would have bored people. Like they would have looked at it and gone, oh, okay, it's just another you know indie filmmaker who's not going to you know get the funds and all that kind of stuff. And there was an incredible amount of doubt the day before it launched. I, mm. I was just like, I'm, no, you know what? I'm just going to fund the thing myself. I'm going to, I'll make it work with, you know, my bank and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, a couple of harsh truths were revealed. My, my ass was kicked essentially. And, um, you know, it launched and then I had nothing to worry about. Exactly. With the beautiful people in my life uh, helping out in more ways than one. I didn't expect that to you, yeah. be as easy as it is. And yeah, cool. So you've touched on crowdfunding. Let's just go straight into it. Let's do it. Talk to me about the experience of crowdfunding. How have you found it so <clears throat> far? So 
time goes by so much quicker <laughs> when you have stuff due. Yeah. And that was our massive thing when we started this whole process was mm-hmm. like, you know, we'll set each other deadlines and all that kind of stuff because that's what we did at uni and that's when we found the most work had got done. I felt like I was submitting another assignment, bro. Like when I was doing it, I was like, I've got this much time to do and it. And I was your lecturer. Yes, you were. <laughs> and then when it got to um, time to do it and I hadn't done most of it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to fail. And then I was like, well, it's not an assignment. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fail. And then, um, yeah, it just was so – in the first two days – How much have you raised? Uh, I haven't looked at the number, but I know it's 51% of yes. the budget. I know how much you've raised. $4,350. Of an 8.5K budget. Yes. And uh, where oh. if you search up Stain Indiegogo crowdfunding, <laughs> you can donate right now on our social medias, everything. Find it. Any share donation, much appreciated. Absolutely. <laughs> Even a share of the link is fine. Share of the link. Um, or share of your pocket money. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Hey, only if you want to, of course. If you got a piggy bank, smash it. Yes. I'm kidding. All to us. Um, no, essentially. You got winnings from your weekly sports bet. Straight. <laughs> hey, it's better, you know, to help out. You know, you've done a sin of gambling. Make yourself feel better. Donate it to a good cause. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, that's too good. But um, yeah, no, the number that it reached in the first two days was something I couldn't believe. And um, just the people, and I can't stop saying it, but the people that have donated, like that's your money and you believe in me. People are awesome. You know, and you know, it's made me a better person and everything Mm. like that. Just this whole process. And, you know, I can't thank you all enough Mm. because it's, it's rewarding in more ways than one. Yeah. It's so special. It shows to you how much people, you know, there are good people in this world and generous people, you know, yes. like you said, it's a hard earned cash and it just shows you how much support you really have in your life. Definitely, you know, people definitely. that believe in you, believe in your dream, believe in your passion, because no means this is, there is no means that this is going to turn into a, a massive career, which is the risk that we all take. Exactly. This is a passion project. It 100% <laughs> and, is. you know, with people believing in you it gives you that little extra pep in your step yep um and gets you along the way and um 100 mate you've already reached 51 percent of your budget i can tell you right now it will slow down yeah definitely you just got to keep out it. it's a full-time job now until that end of that crowdfunding day well you know how i mentioned that you know i felt like i had i felt like i had a lot of time with the building of it and they're like i'm like oh yeah i've got enough time now like you know but that will just go by so quick. So I know, you said, I know you said you wanted to wait until the 15th of October, but still keep. Oh yeah. I do little, little sprinkles here. Do there, little sprinkles. Yep. Don't wait because before you know it, it will be done. Yep. And then you'll be like, Oh crap. Good start. You've got to keep that momentum. It's about momentum. Consistency. Like this podcast we've been doing about consistency, momentum. Definitely. Um, but yeah, dude, that's awesome. With that money, this film will get made. 100%. Once this film is made, what are your hopes for this overall process of the film? What are your hopes for the future well, with this film? A foot in the door yes. of right. my dream career path as mm-hmm. a filmmaker mm-hmm. um, and a very reliable network of people yes. that you know, we can work on stuff together and help each other out down the road with everyone's dreams, hopes, everything like that. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's my thought process when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just yeah, step in the right direction. I can tell you or another massive thing, learning curve, if you will. A thing to keep in your head as well is this process. Take it 
as this is what I did with um my first film. It really shows you where you want to be in this industry. Yeah, mm. you're directing, but take note of everything that's happening around you. Definitely. You know, you may not actually want to be a director, right? Exactly. You may want to be a producer. You may want to be an AD and stuff like that. Take it all in and have this as a start point to improve on, right? Because you're going to look back on this. I can tell you right now, you're going to want to, you're going to look back on this in like two years time when it's fully made and you'll be like, I can outdo that. And that's what you want to have that mindset of. This is a starting point. Do it to the best of your ability, but treat it as that very start point that you can, 100% 100% improve on, be proud of first and foremost, 100%. put everything into it, but to improve on. Definitely. And I think that is the mindset to have because um, you never know where you're going to end up in this industry. It's 100%. crazy. But moving forward, what's the schedule looking like from now? Well, texted the people I needed to text today mm-hmm. about some things happening next week. Um, Which is? Well, we're looking in a camera department call. Mm-hmm. So everybody involved with the look of the film, the DAP, first AC, second AC, and the gaffer and myself will jump on a Zoom call, go over everything that we need to go over. Then we'll start building shot lists and all that fun stuff, ready for shoot November 25th. Um, a couple style guides are on the way as well from the production designer, DAP, mm-hmm. um, and that'll give the overall look at the film and the yep. way the general direction I want it to head. Yep. And I am in the process of locking in a table read with my two stars of the film. Yep. So... Yeah, that's something that I'm going to plan over the next week or the yep. week after. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, really get the ball rolling on that. Mm-hmm. Anything else up until filming? What other stuff do you have to tick off? I know you sent a message saying I'm forgetting it. Uh, I can fill you in. Yes, please do. <laughs> Apart from what I've already ticked off. Blocking is that's, a massive one. Yes, that's it. Yes. You need a day of character but work. There was a massive one I'm forgetting. The location, Ricky, is happening yes. next week. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Location, Ricky, next week with the PD and the DOP. And um, you need to do character work, one session, blocking one session. Absolutely, yep. And then uh, I think Josh wants to do camera tests. Yep. Which we can do if we have time, but you also have to have a chat with Josh about shot lists and absolutely storyboards. Storyboards is a big one. Exactly. And then, okay, we have filming. What happens from there? What are your plans afterwards? After Nothing we filmed? In. Yep, after we're filmed. So after we've filmed, I'm thinking of, you know, we'll work on it a little bit, but then... Christmas is just around the corner Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. everybody's most valued time of the year with Mm -hmm. family and everything like that. So, you know, do what we can up until a certain point that I'll just be like, have, have this time off. You need to be with your families, you know, celebrate, do what you need to new year, new you, that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll get back into it at a certain point of the year. And then uh, whenever that may be still undecided, but I do have in mind, like I want a cutoff date and then a resume date, you know, but I'm not going to be, you know, Ain't all about that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but when it comes to February, that's when I want the animation to start. Fantastic. So by that time, we will have everything that the animator needs yep. to portray it as clearly and as precise as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I fully understand that it might not. I will it accept will. it for what it is. No, no, no. We will get everything ready it, for yeah, the animation. Everything will be ready for the animator. Yep. And then the animation process will take as long as it takes. I'm, I'm picturing like a couple months here yep, and there. 100%. And then from that, we're going to lock off everything, scored up, sound design up, you know. Mixed. Mixed everything. ADR. Everything. ADR, everything locked off, perfectly touched. And then. By the end of the year, by the end of next year, 
you want it in the film festivals. Definitely. Three quarters of the way into next year, I reckon a premiere. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I want to do a premiere for it. Also, up until when the animation starts, we'll have all the real life stuff edited, ready to go. Basically, yeah. Okay. I do have a very, very reliable editor. Yes. <laughs> he loves the stuff. He does. So he wants to get cracking as he, soon as possible. He's very keen to get cracking. Yep. So I know that I have a reliable editor and he probably will get it done in a surprising amount of time because mm. he's a beast. Beast. But, um, yeah. And then once that's all done, have a premiere. Yep. Then enter into film festival circuits. 100%. But, you know, to get into film festival circuits, we need to first get this film made and- to get it made, we need, you know, donations. So if you want to donate, <laughs> um, stain the short film Indiegogo. You can find on all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. You'll find the link or stain on Indiegogo. Empty your pockets, man. You know, instead of going to Macca's on a Friday night, you want to spare that money that you're paying for the quarter pounder, you know, chuck it into the film, you know. It's a long last year. See, quarter pounders, they're temporary. Because they go, they go in, they go out. This film will be something that you can watch forever. So right now I want to get a hashtag going, you know, hashtag film over quarter pounders. Let's get that going right now. All right. Um, anyways. Uh, uh, my producers, in- ladies and gentlemen. My producer. <laughs> okay. So next, Austin, we've talked about, you know, everything from the process from crowdfunding to what inspired you to what are your hopes for this project? But now- I want to do a character breakdown of Please. the characters in your film. Yep. But to do that, we've actually gotten a special guest. You notice a continuity error if you're watching on YouTube. I'm now wearing a grey jumper. <laughs> yeah. And the camera- You're actually not seeing Austin right now when he's talking because we're saving the reveal. <laughs> exactly right. Um, and there's a guest in my chair right now. There is a guest. <laughs> um, so- um, to help with the character breakdowns of your main character, we've got in your main actor. We've got our main actor. And our guest today is our first actor on the podcast. Not only is he our first actor, he is our first award-winning actor too, picking up a platinum award winner at the Independent Shorts Award Los Angeles Best Actor at the Stockholm City Film Festival for back-to-back leading roles in his first two short films. He started his acting career back in 2019 at the age of 13, if my math is correct, uh, in the Andrew Lloyd Webber's School of Rock, which even toured South Korea. Damn. Damn. He's now a short film seasoned veteran. He is an ABC TV presenter for the show How to Do Good Stuff. Uh, stuff Good. <laughs> you can correct me there. And was a top 20 finalist for the Carmen Duncan Team Scholarship. This kid is a prospect for the future. He's confident and driven. He's been a werewolf and even a magician. It's Cooper Alexis, everybody. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Do you like that intro, Cooper? That was amazing. How's your ego right now, <laughs> oh. my friend? <laughs> Dude, oh, yes. yes. Oh, mate. Is this your first podcast? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, um, we're truly honoured. Yeah, we are honoured. I'm honoured. I'm honoured. <laughs> How do you feel being in the chair? Yeah, pretty good. It, it, it's got a nice swivel to it. It does. It does, yeah. but not too it much. Otherwise, our editor will complain. Yeah. Oh, right. he, he definitely complained many times. How about this, Dylan? How do you like it, Dylan? Oh, God. Dylan hates you, right? You're actually off the podcast next week and Cooper's replacing you. Yeah, it's a worthy, worthy replacement. Oh, it is a worthy replacement. <laughs> um, but, Cooper, you were in my film, Two's a Lesson, as yep. a lead actor. We've come a long way since then. You've grown a lot since then, literally. Yeah. As yeah. well, you're tall yes, as hell, yes. man. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but now you're in Austin's film as Chris, his main character, man. Absolutely. And, you know, I want you to explain who is Chris 
in this story and, you know, how are you going to tackle it? Okay. Yeah, please. To the best of your ability. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Um, so, like Austin said, he's a charismatic introvert. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to think he's, he's a bit like me as well as Austin. He, yep. He's a bit like me as well. Um, and he loves his escape yep. um, with his music, his pop culture, mm-hmm. his movies yep. um, and video games. Um, and I kind of have the same escape. So, uh, you know, have you guys seen Karate Kid? Of yes. course we've seen Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. So, you know Bonsai? Yes. Yes. What, so the Bonsai tree? The Bonsai tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course, of course. <laughs> so, um, like Chris, my escape is Bonsai. Really? Yeah, I love Bonsai. Do you watch Cobra Kai? Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on the. What's the? I think it's season four. I'm up to now. Yes, I've got to watch. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that's good, man. Bonsai's. Bonsai. Why bonsai's? Oh, so cool. They're amazing. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is about them. Like, I watched, um, I watched uh, Karate Kid, and then I'm like, wow, those are cool. So I got my first bonsai, and it's still, it's still alive, which is good. Fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, I've kind of gone off. No, 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 no it's mate, welcome. No. It is welcome. That's what just, this podcast yeah. is for. It's just a conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These bonsai's. Do you have a collection of them, or what's the yeah, go? Yeah. Well, um. A lot of them are in development. Um, Fantastic. So Just like this film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's in pre-production. Stain is now a bonsai. There you go. Stain on a bonsai. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> nah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chris, sorry. Continue with that. Um, yeah, Chris, um, good guy. Um, good guy. He, he finds it comfortable being by himself and yep. surrounded by the things he loves, like I said before. Yep. Um, and kind of likes his... Uh, he kind of doesn't really like the interactions with others. I, well, I'm sure he does, but like, yep. um, isn't that um, confident Social, around the others? Of yeah. course, yes. he likes his own little world, yep. right? Yep. And that's where he finds his comfort and stuff like that. Yeah, what, the animation side of things does this yeah. excite you? Oh yeah, being animated. Yeah, I've been wanting to be animated for ages. Have you seen your character? No. Your- Austin, we've got concept there. art for your animation. Really? So Have you when, not seen it? When I got it conceptualized. <laughs> you a live reaction. When I got it conceptualized, yeah. I had your mom send me a photo of your face and I told the animator you didn't tell me to, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, get it as close to your look as possible. Okay. So I'm proud to pronou- yeah. present. Pronounce. To you, pronounce. <laughs> proud to present to you. This is you animated. Oh. Look at the. <laughs> Please have a look. Have a look. Go for it. Wow. And okay. we'll have a photo up on the screen yeah, yeah, of absolutely. what he looks like yeah. animated. And wow. Yeah. So the very talented animator from India conceptualized. Animator? Oh, sorry. Con- concept, concept artist. Concept artist. I'm just looking at the animation. Yeah. So I thought animator. Sorry. Oh, look at the pecs. <laughs> I did say Fantastic. that he's been going to the gym as well. So if you get it as close to his physique as possible, there you go. Look like Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Yeah. And wow. so yeah, that That's that great. is you animated, and your oh, thank you. Your enemy is yeah. this fellow. That is oh. the stain. Do you think wow. you'll be able to defeat him, Cooper? Oh, it'll be tough. It'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. He's got this the is fantastic. Yeah. Yep. He's got it. There you go. This is the animation. And what, are you, what are you going to do to defeat this stain? What's the secret? Oh, I, I think more gym, I reckon. More, more gym, gym. More, yeah. more bicep good, curls, good, more yeah. chest presses, everything. Yeah, some no. protein shakes. Protein shakes. I've just yeah. got on the protein shakes. Not Ooh. to get bigger or anything, to help my recovery because yep. I've got a sore back. Anyways, oh, okay. that's not anything to do with this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, cool. He's a, uh, what, what did you say? Charismatic intro. 
introvert, you yeah, know, yeah. finds a safe haven with being by himself in video games and stuff like that. And, um, you know, this will kind of, I guess, bring him out of his comfort zone into a whole new animated reality. Yeah. Um, but in terms of you yeah. as an actor, right? Yeah. Is this something you've always wanted to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like in, in terms of acting, the animation. In, acting, acting. Overall, what made oh. you want to get into this industry in the first place? Well, um, it all started <sighs> a long, long time ago. <laughs> in a <laughs> galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, mum and dad um, always used to take me to um, musicals and the local theatre. Yeah. Um, and my sister and I um, thought, wow, it'd be so cool to actually be up on stage. And we always used to do public speaking. So we're quite... Yeah. Um, like debating and stuff? Yeah. Uh, uh, public speech. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, and we auditioned for our local theatre. Yep. Um, and and we got in, and it was a, we had a blast. We loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it kind of grew from there. We, we just like did bigger and bigger musicals, like with um different production companies. Yep. Um, and then I was in School of Rock, like you said. That was such a great experience. Yeah. So was I that bet. was that an Australian production that went over to Korea? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So cool. it it toured over like? there. Oh, it, it was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like traveling <laughs> as like a as as a thirteen year old. I was in year seven. Far out, man. I, I was just out of primary school, and then like I was shipped over to Korea. Shipped <laughs> over <laughs> in a shipping container with Marty and Alex from Madagascar. Too. <laughs> Far out. That's insane. Yeah, it was crazy. Made some great friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, learned so many things, and I really grew as an actor over there. Right. Um, and my stamina as an actor, because like Dude, I did over a hundred shows. I was about to say I have mad respect for theatre actors. Wow. Like I've seen. Yeah. I mean, I've I want to get into seeing more. I've seen Hamilton. I've seen Frozen. Man, they have to do so many shows. Yeah. Yeah. How, how is that like? Surely you're fatigued by the end of it. Was oh, it every yeah. night? Um. Well. Could you please help me with this, Mum? Because Mum's in the room with yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Four oh shows. Wow! Goodness. Yeah. As a standby, yeah, swing right? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I did my research. Wow! <laughs> yeah, so four it, shows a week, man. That's yeah. crazy. So the um the uh the permanent cast was oh, I don't think I should call it permanent cast, but the the cast that was on most of the time mm. um obviously had more shows, but um as a swing um I covered four roles. So I, I learned like all the positions, all the all the lines, and all the um, the singing for four roles and, and drumming. Did you know drumming before that? I I did know you drumming. Did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of why I was cast. So um, yeah, I, I went to the audition. Oh well, I'll just talk about how I auditioned for it. Go for it. Um, yes. So yeah, I I just finished Tarzan the musical. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and and that was at um, SYMT, so Sydney Youth Musical Theatre. Great, yep. great theatre company. Shout out. Let's go. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to. No, plug. no, no, no. By all means, plug whoever you want. <laughs> yeah. No. Amazing stuff, man. Amazing. Keep going. Um, yeah, and I just finished that um, and mum um, handed me the audition um, and said, oh, Coops, would you would you like to do this? And I saw the role of Freddie um, and, and that's the drummer. Um, and I'm like, well, I can drum. I, I could I could definitely do this. So I, it, was, it was way out of my um, expectations and mm. I, I went for it, went for the audition, got called back and it was... Uh, it was crazy because I, I did not think I could do it really. I, I was just kind of reaching for the stars and, yeah. and yeah, I got the role and yeah, did it. And it was heaps of fun. Heaps so of fun. I bet you surprised yourself, right? Cause you took I that definitely, chance. Definitely. That's and the like whole what, thing. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mate. So you've talked about how hard it is as a theater actor. What, but I'm going to ask you this. What's harder short films or theater? 
uh, it depends on experience and also, um, yeah, it depends on the type of set, the story, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it can. Um, and and what the the actor's best at, like, yeah, yeah, and and what their background is. With it, it's kind of the same acting, but it just needs to be um, tweaked. Tweaked, which was yeah. one of my greatest, and I'm so glad that I had you as my first actor yeah. because it was one of the biggest challenges having to tweak the yeah. theatre acting yeah. into short film yeah. acting or just screen acting because yeah. with theatre, <clears throat> as you know, you have to over project, yep. you know, yeah. and sometimes when you're on the camera, it just doesn't look natural. If you're over projecting, you have to yeah. tone it down quite a bit and he did that perfectly, man. Mm, oh, thank you. Amazing, which led to those two awards, <laughs> dare I say. And I just want to thank you. Yeah. While we're on the topic of your film, I just want to thank you so much for casting me. Oh, mate. It was such a great experience. No stress. And, like, I, I really wouldn't be here today um, and where I am as an actor today, so I just want to thank you so much for that. Mate, it's no sweat off my back. You smashed it, and, you know, I Definitely. couldn't imagine anybody Definitely. more perfect for that role. You're a magician, oh. literally, on the screen. That was and heaps of fun. That was so much fun. Now, it was fun <laughs> until it was windy and 40 degrees, mate. <laughs> And tables are flying everywhere. Yeah. Just, holy crap. But um, nah, man. No, that's awesome. So from theatre to short films, that's how you got into this industry. Yeah, yeah. What would you say is the, has been the most challenging aspect of acting in either theatre or short film? The most challenging? Okay, so the most challenging for um, is like screen and film. Go for it. Um, and what I find most difficult, and still, and and I like, I, I really want to work on this, is um, just being on big sets. Okay. Because I, I don't know anyone, and being an actor and being vulnerable in such a foreign environment that's that's what I really struggle with. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, th that's that's probably my greatest fear and my greatest struggle as as an Dude, like film actor. Hundred percent. But yeah. you know what? So the big sets and even. I would say the best sets to be on make yeah. you feel like a family. Yeah. Right. So when yeah. we were on Jay's film, for mm -hmm. example, you know, and even when I was on Lexi's film in December, it everybody, cause you're, I mean, you're doing one-offs, right. And stuff like yeah. that. And I'm sure as you grow older and stuff, you were, it's hard when everybody's so much older than you. It's daunting, yeah. right. Being the young person on set, but the best sets are the ones that make you feel like family mm -hmm. yeah, and you get to know everybody on that level and stuff like that. It's really, really hard. But you see on these big sets when they're doing wrap up speeches, like, do you remember, have you seen Daniel Craig's speech for his last um, appearance as James Bond? Everybody was crying and even him. Oh. But that shows those sets with thousands and thousands of people, everybody are so close. Yeah. And I think it's because you're working with people that a study are uh, getting into this industry the same time as you are yeah. the more um what's it called the more experience they have an experienced director will know you got to make them make the actors as comfortable as they can make everybody work not only as a team but as a family on set and Definitely. that is when you will get the best results 100%. out yeah. but that is a great answer because yeah. it is something that is not talked about to these days. And that's what I find so fascinating. Why I wanted you on the podcast is to get that kind of perspective from a young actor. Definitely. You know, yeah. because you, you don't get those. You get the interviews with, you know, Tom Cruise and oh, yeah. Chris Evans and all of that. But you don't really get those interviews with the young actors. And I think that's what, what I find. And I think people will find fascinating. Yeah. The perspective of a young actor. And as a young actor, what is your kind of perspective on the overall film industry, where do you want to go? 
Okay. In this kind of industry, like what are your dreams and aspirations? How do you view the kind of landscape? Do you see yourself in Hollywood? Well, maybe like I'm, I'm just, I'm going to give it a red hot crack. Yes, um, that's all you can ask, man. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's such a massive industry and there's so much opportunity for me yeah. and, and you guys as well. 100%. Um, yeah. And so like we've just got to embrace everything that comes. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and, and take it head on. Um, yeah. And just dream big. Dream big. And man, do you ever get doubts? That's huge. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Talk me through those. What, what Do you doubt yourself? Do you doubt your position in this industry? What do you kind of doubt? Definitely. Um, and my ability. Okay. Um, so, yeah, whenever I get cast in, like, the, most of the things I've been cast in so far, I always think, am I good enough? What if my work doesn't pay off? Like, uh, I always worry about that. Yeah. And, and if, if I'm letting the directors down mm. and stuff like that, um, yeah. I think we can both relate to that. 100%. How can you relate to that? Well, I remember when I was, you know, fortunate enough to edit Fetty's film. And there was always, that was my first time. And I I can only imagine what it was like, your first time as well, your first time as well, doing anything that you were too scared to do because you were doubting yourself and thinking, um, like, I don't want to let this person down. I don't want to let the entire, you know, the amount of work that's gone into this. I don't want to be the person that is the reason why it's not happening, essentially. And so when I was editing that film, um, I was just doing everything kind of by the book. There was no like real creative flair to begin with and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm just like, I'm just doing this because like, I, I think this is how it works, all that kind of stuff. I was worried to let Federico down. Like, I just want to be like, just tell me what to do. I'll do it. Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. There was that doubt thinking that, you know, I'm going to be the reason why this production falls flat on its face. Yeah. But then you just sort of, like you said, dream big, take a chance on yourself and yeah. then just go with it and then... Everything falls into place. Dude, yeah. even even after, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast yet where I talk about it, but after that day of filming on set, like in the 40 degree heat, everything went wrong. I had to step in for the magicians and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, how is this going to come together? Yeah. I even had doubts after the set, but it all works out. Yeah, It does. And one way or another, you're going to get experience. And I think with experience, those doubts slowly yeah. start to fade away. Yeah. You're 16. Yeah. And, and I can crazy. still, yeah. And I can still <laughs> see that like, um, f- from your set to, to now I'm, I'm getting less and less doubtful. Amazing. But yeah. Yeah. And I've still got, yeah, I'll, I'll heaps more to do. <laughs> yeah. You got your whole life ahead of you to do yeah, anything yeah. you want. So mate, you've, you you've won awards. You're, Traveled the world for theatre. <laughs> you're doing short films. I think you're in a pretty good position for somebody <laughs> your age. And you have so you've done more than I did when I was sixteen. Same as me. Same I think as at me. sixteen I created my first film. That's which great. was the the flash film. I've seen that. I've oh, seen have you? that. Yeah, yeah. Did I show you? Yeah, you showed that to me. Yes. It was bloody oh, amazing. God. Amazing. <laughs> oh Jesus. The view count was amazing. I don't know about it. Um but, you know, people get different things out of this industry. What, what What's your favourite part of it? The whole process. Maybe, you know what, not of the industry. What's your favourite part of making a film? Um, Like being an actor in a film? Yeah, anything. To do with the whole process of it. It could be, you know, the rehearsals. It could be the day on set. It could be the day you see yourself on screen in the movie theatre at the Ritz, Randwick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good day. Pretty yeah, good? Yeah, like, seeing the final product is yeah. really, really great. Um, also, rehearsals. I like meeting everyone for the first time yeah. and, like, uh, the other actors as well because we're all in the same boat. We're all very yeah. um, not experienced with with this situation mm. and the story and stuff. So, yeah, probably that. That's why 
I put so much emphasis and I've dug this into him as well yeah. about rehearsals. Yeah. Okay. And can, could you explain? Cause I take massive, massive pride in so much preparation. Cause I feel like the more preparation you do on set, I hardly had to give you a note yeah. because we did so much preparation you're so, beforehand. You're so comfortable on set. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So could you kind of explain how does rehearsals help in the overall sense of things? Well, if you know what you're doing, you don't need to worry about yeah. it. So yeah. you just rock up, you you do your thing. Yep. Like it's it's just redoing the rehearsal just with a camera there. Does it eliminate the doubts? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it definitely helps with that, yeah. Does it, does it make you more comfortable with the people that you're working with? Yeah, because you, you're you not doubting yourself. You, you're more confident in what you're doing and, yep. and you're not going to feel the judgment from everyone else. Exactly. Yeah. There cool. you go. There That's you go. why I've been telling you, you need character work, you need blocking, yeah, you need absolutely. these days to work on it. 100%. Although yeah. it's only one day of set and it's not like massive everybody that we're working with on austin's upcoming set yeah. we're, we're all, we've worked together all throughout uni we're a family and yeah. you'll fit massively all in on my set like i'll say right now yeah. the the people that we're working with there were bits and pieces there were people that not everybody got along with everybody on crew you probably didn't notice that but you know there were people after the set coming to me about problems they had with other people etc etc nothing oh, yeah. to do with the actors yeah, mm. yeah. to do with the crew yeah. but i can positively 100% tell you the crew that we have for austin's yeah. we're all family 100% oh, great. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, was, to it was really hard my set cuz out of the films that were done in our cohort at uni Mine was one of the most, it was one of the most audacious ones. You know, yeah. it was a bigger, bigger kind of set. You know, people were filming more, you know, inside little locations. It was bigger, probably more, uh, more options to doubt yourself kind of thing. But yeah. I hope, and if everything goes to plan, everything will feel so comfortable. Yeah. You'll be so ready for this. One day, crack it out. You have a cracking result at the end yeah, of it. Great. Definitely. Great. I'm really looking forward We've to it. We've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah we do. There we do. Um, <laughs> but from then, you know, We'll talk about film for this side. What's your favourite memory so far on set? Okay. Mm. Um, favourite on set memory? On set. Could I please change the question? Change it, my friend. You run this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually have a... Because I did so many shows in Korea. Yep. Um, I have a favourite memory on stage. Tell me. Yes. Um, oh, actually, I'm just remembering another one. Okay. Um, so one, I tripped over my friend on stage. Oh gosh. Yeah. It, <laughs> and that's your favorite memory. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's probably the most embarrassing memory. Yeah, actually. sure. Tell us, tell us, yeah, tell us. Yeah. So we're meant to just run through, look at the teacher and then go. And I was in, uh, I was behind my friend mm. and we were running. He looked back and I, I kept running while I was looking back and he just full on stopped. Oh no. And then we both <laughs> tripped over oh, each no. other. And they were like moving massive doors and yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> how did you recover from that? Oh, well, yeah, you just have to roll with it. And so, like, we had to, like, brush each other off on stage and then run <laughs> off. <laughs> Far out, man. That's crazy. Yeah. How, about, how about on my set or the your, the werewolf set that you're on? What were oh. some memorable parts there? Maybe, maybe it could be your favourite, your least favourite, whatever. Um... Well, I was in I was in the makeup chair on the werewolf one, so that's yep. called Good Times Bad Moon. Yep. Um. Yeah, I was in the uh, makeup chair for four hours. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that that's was an insane, experience. Man. Four <laughs> hours. Yeah. To yeah. put the werewolf the werewolf makeup on. Yeah, and it was like sliding off my face because oh. it didn't fit properly. <laughs> oh God, and there was a fake hair. Because I remember. <laughs> Even when we were preparing for my film, you'd be going to fittings and stuff for the yeah. werewolf. And yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Not many yeah. people get that heavy makeup, no. you know, in yeah. your experience that young. Yeah, it was wild. Dude, well, it's funny. I actually just watched a video on like the longest makeup in Hollywood. And that they took, 
four hours to do Nebula from Avengers, like in yeah, Guardians right. of the Galaxy. Oh. Like to think that you sat in a chair for four hours at the same time that they did it in Hollywood as well is massive. That's it's an effort. It's a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> Far out. Yeah, it's it's crazy. How about on Two's a lesson? I want to get this out of you. <laughs> What's your favourite thing about the two's the lessons? Um, favourite, I love the magic. Yes. I love the yep, magic yep, yep. in it. Um, and yeah, the story was such a beautiful story yep. um, and how it had such a nice um, connection with you and yeah, um, the heat. <laughs> Far out, man. Look, that was a hella stressful day, man. You can say it was stressful because I was stressed, but I just didn't want to show it. But how about, how about seeing yourself in the premiere? Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, it was surreal. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and even the poster photo, my face looks so big <laughs> <laughs> on the pre-screen yeah. thing before. Yeah, 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 like yeah, under yeah, it because yeah. I was really close. I was looking under it. My face looks so weird. Oh, mate, it must be surreal, man. Must be yeah. surreal. But w- what are you excited about moving forward for his project and the future? You know. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just excited for more experience to work with some great people. I'm really excited to work with you, Austin. Oh, thank you. Seem likewise. like a great, likewise. great guy. <laughs> yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, and tell my girlfriend that, please. That's all right. She doesn't listen to the podcast anyway. It's all good. Clip that. And Kenny, she love was you, the- <laughs> I love you. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to be animated, like yeah. I'm, I'm quite excited for that. Yeah, oh, amazing, good. man. Well, get those t- pecs happening. Get those pecs <laughs> happening. Look, man, honestly, that's all I have at the moment. I think we've covered everything, and um, honestly, perfect. Coop, if they want to contribute, how do they contribute? <laughs> you go to the. Go, go go the Indiegogo Indiegogo Indiegogo, Indiegogo. Stain. you can find it all across our social medias everything mm-hmm. um, literally a share of the link a dollar to the film will help Austin and all of us make the best film possible 100%. Cooper thank you so much for coming on today oh, my friend thank you my pleasure it's been amazing and has been. honestly Austin any last words for everybody at home Cooper look I hope that this film well I don't hope I know it's going to be it's going to be the best that the talented team that everybody joining and everybody that has been a part of it, it will be great. And for everybody's small contributions, everybody's efforts they've put in, no matter how big or small, the end product is thanks to you all. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that the message that I'm trying to send resonates with some people and yeah. you can take away from it. You know, life can be adventurous. So life can be adventurous. Hey, hey. Washing the dishes has never been more adventurous, says your tagline. Exactly right. All righty, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, we'll be back next week, of course, with another solo app, and then we have a couple special guests coming up. But thank you for listening, guys. And um, Austin, what are we doing? We're tying a little bow on this episode. Before we do that, Josh, where can they find us? We can find us at the Pre-Prod Pod Instagram, TikTok, the pre-production meeting on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. See See you. Peace out. Thank you.